0: Hi, I'm Sonia Jean Killebrew, and this is Black America and COVID, an oral history project. I started this project during Black History Month of 2022 because I wanted to provide a platform for Black Americans to share their stories about living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. I also wanted to provide a space for people to memorialize someone who is a black American who sadly lost their life during the COVID-19 pandemic. I was inspired by the work of Zora Neale Hurston, author and anthropologist, to record the experiences of black Americans in their own voices. My goal is to get my recordings into museums such as the Smithsonian Museum of African American History and Culture, or the Schomburg, or the Library of Congress's Folklife Museum. I'll share a little bit about me and my family history, and then I'll speak to my guests. I'm a Black American. My dad was African American and Indigenous American. His ancestors were enslaved in Georgia. In fact, we still have our family slave name, which is Kilbrew. My dad, Dr. Terence Kilbrew, met my mom in graduate school at the New School in New York when they were both earning their master's degrees in psychology. And I'm a fourth-generation teacher, so my mother is a retired New York City teacher. My grandmother was a teacher on the island of Jamaica for 20 years and then in New York for 20 years. My great-grandmother was a teacher in Jamaica up until she got married. She was the daughter of an Irish woman and a black man. She stopped working after she got married because it wasn't considered respectable for a married woman to continue working in the late 1800s. And ironically my mother began teaching long after she got married in the late 1900s. So Without further ado, I'm excited to speak with my guest today.
1: I am Dwight Dale. I am from Queens, New York. I live in Orlando, Florida, currently. I've been here about 30 years now already. But yeah.
0: And do you identify as black or how do you identify?
1: Um, um yeah, you, you can say black, I'm I'm Jamaican, um, my, my family is Jamaican, I'm heavy into my culture, my Caribbean culture. So yes, with with pride, I say I'm Jamaican. But for the sake of identification, you could say black American, whatever works, for, whatever, whatever fits for, you know, checking the box, so to speak.
0: Thank you. And I'll say your dad and my mom were siblings, right? Uncle Carl?
1: Absolutely, cuz. Yeah. Yes, my mom, mom and my dad are siblings,
0: yes. So I, I really appreciate your time and I'm excited to hear you share about living in the sunny state of Florida during the pandemic. Yeah, and goodness. if you could, I like to ask people to start at the beginning of 2020 and just tell us what happened and go through to 2021 to today.
1: Okay. Well, um, late 2019. 29th- I've, so first of all, I have I have a household of six. I have a wife, I have four daughters, and um, you know, there's elementary school, there's middle school. So at the end of 2019, we got sick, we all got a, a cold. Um, actually it was early 2020, maybe January, February. We all got a cold. I don't think it was COVID, um, but it all cycled around us all. You know, pretty quickly, very shortly after we all recouped from that is when all the news of COVID-19 started coming about roughly about March or so. The girls went on to spring break um, in March of 2020, and it was the longest spring break they've ever had in their life. It lasted <laughs> about two years, and they they <laughs> said, um, you know, we still, we still joke about the longest spring break they've ever had, but uh, just a little bit before all of that occurred, I had gone through, me personally, I'd gone through some some things just in, in, in life. Some, some, I, I just saw life differently. And I was in the process of, you know, leave it to me. And based on some things that had happened in my life, I would have gone to an island and cut off all communication and live off the ground and, you know, just stop dealing with the system, if you will, period. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of had been changing up until 2020, changing the way that I saw things, the way that we operated, I don't eat meat. just different lifestyle changes. I stopped, you know, I, I became independent. I stopped working for other people. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, just various things took place in my life where I just really didn't want to be around people and then the pandemic hit and it's kind of like stay in the house and don't go around people. So I was like, perfect. This is exactly what I've been trying to do these last couple of months anyway. And someone like me, who's so busy constantly, I'm on the road right now. So um, if my attention's a little diverted, that's that's what that is. But I'm I'm busy. I'm constantly moving, and I always have somewhere to be. Always have somewhere to go. And and the people that I love the most are my family. That's who I do everything for. So the pandemic's beginning, and I understand that for a lot of people, it might have been a, a painful time and a lonely time. But for someone like me, who was really just ready to cut off the rest of the world and just spend quality time with the people that I love most, you know, the, the universe kind of said, Hey, we're going to do exactly that. Go in the house. Don't go, don't see anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Don't go anywhere. Uh, It was, it was perfect timing. I mean, I couldn't have planned it better myself and and I was in the house with the people that I love. So yeah, a lot of people were lonely. They couldn't see loved ones, but the people that I'm closest to and, that I was getting tired of going to work and missing and sending them to school and missing, we we figured out how to make it work within the bubble. So I jokingly call it the bubble, but um, through the pandemic, we've done nothing but protect and reinforce our bubble, um, not just physically, but mentally. I stopped watching the news, I stopped tapping into even social media, just there's so many outlets and so many sources from the outside that can sway you and knock you from being off center. And whenever I block all of it out and just focused on the center, everything that happened in the news every day didn't sway me. It didn't move me. It still doesn't. Um, but during that time frame, that was, you know, the beginning. And while everyone was so stressed out and said, this is the worst thing ever, when is this thing going to end? I'm I'm seeing the positive in all of it. I'm seeing all the people that even now don't want to go back to work. They're, they mm-hmm. love you know, working from home. All, all, even if you think of the the the, the social interactions, churches uh, and people who were going to church and couldn't go to church. Once the pandemic hit, everybody was on Zoom. Churches had the highest population ever. So if you start looking at the the positives, families who who are family, who we we haven't seen each other in years. How often Mm -hmm. did we go and hook up and get together and we regularly talked? And so, yeah, the physical touch might have gone away, but it forced us to focus in on what was important. And as a species, as human beings, it forced us to look at what other methods can can we utilize. It it forced Mm -hmm. us to change the way that life was. It's never going to go back the same again since then. You know what I'm saying? So um, it forced us as a species to update if you will. Right. And, and that's kind of what, and, and so many people are so resistant to it. We don't want this to happen. We don't, you, you don't have a choice. It's going to happen. So you can resist it all you want, um, but it's still you still got to move on. Just uh, If you think of the, the greatest inventions that have taken place, the majority of them took place in the Great Depression, when people had no choice but to sit home and create. When, when so many inventions came out of necessity, uh, same happened again. So many things came out of, even now, so many creatives, so many entrepreneurs, so many people that stopped going and working or, you know, doing certain things that they thought they had to do, when you realize I could survive with less. And I'm not discrediting the fact that a lot of people did lose their lives and that there's fear and danger out there, but I protected the bubble so, so, so um, intimately mm-hmm. that Everything happening outside of it had very little effect on me and the bubble. I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I know they say knock on wood. I don't believe in all that, but um, I've been healthy ever since. That's why I, I started the conversation with. We got sick in, you know, late 2019, early 2020. So last time I got sick, um, through, through. Fortunately, everybody and, and 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 we're not necessarily paranoid, but we take our We wear our masks. I don't care what the media says. I go out there and I don't go places that I know they're going to be cry. I don't care what's going on outside. I use my education to make an educated decision on how I proceed and how my family proceeds. And it's been working for us. And probably one of our biggest concerns is when the children had to go back to school because, you know, um, without getting into a big vaccine conversation, my children are not vaccinated going back to school and that was a concern well what are you gonna do what are you gonna guess what they've been back now the whole school year and they continue to be fine they're you know so um they're if if you take care of your health your immune system i'm and again i'm not going to get too deep into it right but I'm, i'm i'm a health fanatic i'm 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 big on my health and mental health, physical health, and, and and just the confidence that you have when you go out there without walking out there with that fear, it puts you in a much different position. And again, I'm not discrediting the fact that everything is going on out there. I'm just uh, I, I work very hard to stay centered, so no matter what goes on out there, it doesn't affect me and the bubble and the pandemic and COVID. Was the best way for me to see it in action and see how I need to proceed further. So um, I, I, I jokingly, well, half you know, tongue in cheek, jokingly tell people that pandemic is one of the best things that ever happened in my household. But I'm mm-hmm. fortunate to say that because we didn't have a host of people that we've lost. You know, we are our our bubble is still intact. You know, uh, we 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 hear somebody every day. We know of somebody. There's funerals every week. There's mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, we're, we're still being smart about it. A lot of the people that we're hearing that are passing away are the ones that attended the funeral for the last people that passed away. We're not uh. going to the funerals. You know, you are making wise decisions. We're, we're trying to stay. And that's really what this is about. This, I, I hate to say it, but it's almost the survival of the fittest. Like, you know, the ones mm-hmm. that have the, the and, and things happen. For instance, I, I know circumstances are different. I, I live in a, 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 I hate to say rural, but a more spread out area like Orlando, Florida where it is more spread out versus, you know, someone who lives in, let's say, uh, a, a, a building in New York where you have to go into the elevator to get down mm-hmm. to the mailbox. And, and if you go outside of your apartment, you are automatically exposed to 3,000 other people of various, you know, so it's, it's a different dynamic, yes. And I'm fortunate to be in a situation where I didn't have to be around other people. or other, And, and I still work all through the pandemic, I worked. Nobody else in my household did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I couldn't not work. So I still get up. I still get out. I still go out. I'm still around people. But again, I'm very protected. I had my my mask on. I am vaccinated. I, you know, I I had I was a little slow to get that done for my own personal Mm -hmm. reason. Um, But but I take my precautions and I make Mm -hmm. educated decisions on everything that I do. And whatever the consequence is or whatever the outcome is I'm content with it because I know that I did everything in my power and everything that it comes is, you know, with, within my control of what I was able to do, I did the best that I could. And if mm-hmm. this occurs, then I deal with it when it occurs. Even, even when people say, Oh, what if you get COVID? Then I'll freaking deal with it. I mm-hmm. haven't, but I don't sit around walking about, Oh my gosh, I, I got it. Life has to go on. But, but again, I see life a little bit differently than a lot of people. So um I can't sit here and say everybody needs to see it that way. I'm just telling you the way that I see it. But I don't I don't I don't live in fear. I don't, right. I don't you know it's, yeah.
0: So you were going to work. Were you also grocery shopping during the pandemic?
1: Yeah, we have to eat when whenever we were allowed to. I have a household of things. <laughs> yeah. So how- locked in the house and 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 I'm I I was the one going out and doing everything so yes Mm -hmm. I was grocery shopping I was I was I was fully protected and 95'd up I was you know I'm fully covered hoodied up some days I had gloves we have hand sanitizers in each one of the vehicles I wash my hands regularly I'm a health nut I'm a my, my wife is a germaphobe my mother's a germaphobe where it's so mm-hmm. so by moving the same way that we always have moved we wash everything that comes into the house we don't wear shoes in the house right. this is this has always been our mo so just because the pandemic came and said hey wash your hands okay operate the same way we've been operating Stay away from, you know, from people. You know, okay. The way I've always been. So the the point I'm making is that I'm not saying that I'm operating any better than anybody, but I'm saying that I didn't necessarily have to change much through the pandemic because we are already cautious of everything out here in the world and I don't move in fear and I don't watch the news and I don't deal with politics and religion and, and distractions and all of those things that can send me into a fear of frenzy. I move through mm. the universe the way that I'm supposed to and I help my children to learn their purpose and and make wise decisions based on what they know to be true. Um,
0: when did your children go back to school? Was it 2021?
1: 2021. Yeah. yeah school year.
0: Mm-hmm. And is Florida requiring that they wear masks in school? Yes.
1: Yes. yeah. Yes. Now also keep in mind that Florida is one of those, um, uh, I'll say, we'll say Florida's a red state, like, mm-hmm. you know, Florida, Texas, where um, without getting into the the politics of it, right. um, they, you know, there are a lot of anti-vaxxers in, in Florida. There's a lot of people, there are a lot of conspiracy theorists in Florida. There are a lot of people that are just going to do what they want. you know, you hear all the stories coming out of Florida. All the crazy people come out of the Bronx and Florida. True, very true. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, you have a lot. Of, you have a lot of people that are are just doing whatever they want. It's, it's Florida. It's, it's always yeah. out of Florida. You know, regardless of what side of the fence you sit on, with all of that. Um, We still have to coexist. And when it's time to go back to school, yes, the state had uh, still had the the mask rule on. You had the 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 kickers and the screamers. No, my child's not wearing a mask. And they had the exemptions. Well, if your child is not going to wear a mask, you have to sign this form, turn it into the county. There's, you know, it's politics like everything else. If you you, you let it run your life, it will. if If you let it be important in your life, it will be you know but if you just move through the system and do what you have to um i do i do i do my best to educate my children so um they also don't move in fear they they go they're very safe they're they they protect them so they keep their masks on and you know right um, and and even now even as my guard has dropped a little bit for me personally my children are still on full full you know full guard full alert un- understandably so um, right, yeah, so so it's 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 been interesting times, but you know, my mentality is whatever happens, what are we gonna do, not deal with it, so same comes with the pandemic, okay, there's a pandemic, all right, stay in the house, okay, go out, okay, I, but I'm not gonna sit here, and oh my God, we can't, I can't what are we it's life <laughs> we move on, right. Like, We got to We got to do it. We got to move on. The kids got to go back to school. They got to get the education. If they say they can't go to school. Great. I have the opportunity to feed my children only what I want. You know, I take the You got to look at the positive in everything. In everything. You have to look at the positive. So. um,
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. It's been such an upbeat conversation. And I hope to visit Florida soon. It looks so nice and sunny there.
1: This is is the sunshine sunshine state. Uh, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, Y'all yeah, so lucky. Well, thank you, Dwight. I appreciate your time, and I look forward to seeing you in person in the future.
1: In the time state, hopefully.
0: <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to my conversation on this episode of Black America and COVID, an oral history project. If you enjoy the episode, then please give it five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. The more five stars the podcast has, the more visible it is, the more access I have to people who would like to share their story living, working, and or going to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you are a Black American and you would like to share your experience with me, then email me at sonykillerbrew at gmail.com. com emails in the show notes of the podcast, or direct message me through my Instagram account, blackamericaandcovid, all one word, all lowercase. If you are a non-Black American and you would like to memorialize the life of a Black American sadly lost during the COVID-19 pandemic, then email me as well. This episode was written, produced, and audio engineered by me, Sonia Jean-Killebrew, podcast host and executive producer. Thanks for listening to my oral history project, Black America and COVID.